Whatever the sin may be within your life this morning that you've been struggling with, even though you've come to Jesus Christ, but that sin seems to haunt you constantly, and it takes away your joy, it takes away your peace. It's constantly tormenting you mentally. It can drive you insane if you don't take care of it. But you have to be the one to come to Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad to have you along with us today for our continuing focus on the far-reaching power of God's love. If you're carrying a burden of guilt over past sins, Roll will encourage you to allow the Lord to lift this weight from your heart. Stay with us for assurance from the life of King David, who suffered in self-condemnation before finally accepting forgiveness for his sin. Here's Raul Reese now with today's message. This morning we're going to take a special message out of the book of Psalms. If you have Psalms 32 this morning through your Bibles. This week I was uh, thinking, we've been dealing with a lot of topics, very important topics to the Word of God, but I think that there's a topic that is really important to each one of us as believers. I believe that there are a lot of people that have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. But I also believe that those kinds of people not only struggle in their own lives, but there's a lot of condemnation and a lot of guilt and a lot of unforgiveness within their hearts. And one of the things that uh, brought my attention as I was reading the Psalms, I looked at Psalm 32. And then at Psalm 51. And of course these Psalms were written by David after David had committed that great sin at the age of 57 years old with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. And it seems that Psalm 32 is the second of seven penitential Psalms given to us by the writer Many commentators related closely to Psalm 51, and they say that Psalm 51 was written earlier than Psalm 32. Uh, We really don't know that, but that's just a theory from the writers. As a matter of fact, Psalm 32, as a potential uh, psalm, uh, is identified with the title as the Psalm of David, and it's called in Hebrew, Mishkel. It's a term used by actually 12 other psalms by that same title, Psalm 42, Psalm 44, 45, 52, through 55, 74, 78, 88, 89, and 142. The title, Mishael, literally means to instruct, to make attentive, or to have intelligence. So when the psalmist is writing, he's making an attentive Instruction to those that are listening to the psalm. Now, a lot of times, and we'll read in a moment, when 
the psalmist is writing, he uses the word salat, S-E-L-A-H. And literally the word salat means a pause in Hebrew. You would read certain phrases and then you would come to a pause. You wouldn't say anything. They would close their eyes and they would meditate on what was being said. And then they would continue on the next line. And this is the way the psalm is written. Listen to Psalm 32 verses 1 through 11 this morning. He says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, and blessed is that man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old, though my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into drought of summer, selat. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity have I not hidden. And then I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin, Selat. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Selat. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with a bit and the bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be with the wicked. But he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous. And shout for joy, all of you upright in heart. Now this week as I was thinking, there is a lot of people or a lot of believers that are still not sure if God has really forgiven them. You really do not fully accept the forgiveness of God within your life because of things that you've done not only in the past, but even in the present today. Things that are haunting you. David here at this particular time is actually 57 years old and David has fallen into a great sin before God and man. Let me give you the story just a little bit. Because the story is found in 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 12. You don't have to turn to it. We're not going to read it all, but I'll give it to you by memory this morning. That David had been called by God to actually go out and be in the battle. To be at war. David somehow decided at this particular time... To come home and take some R&R and come back to Jerusalem and lay back. Now David never prayed and asked God if he should go back to Jerusalem. David just kind of had a feeling and he got out of the battle and he went home and he stayed home for a long time. During that time when he came back to Jerusalem, he was in his palace. And in Jerusalem... As he was on top of his palace house and in his room, he came out to his balcony. And as he came out, he was looking over the city, which he had a beautiful city view of the whole city of Jerusalem. 
But as David was scanning across his view, all of a sudden his eyes began to look downward. And below him was a house, and the houses in those days were flat roof houses. And there was a lady by the name of Bathsheba bathing on top of a roof, and she was beautiful. David not only glanced, but David began to literally lust after her. As David came back from his balcony, back into his bedroom, David began to pace back and forth. The image in his mind actually stayed and could not be taken out of his mind. And through this picture in his mind of this beautiful woman, David called his guards in and he asked the guards that who was that woman living below the palace house? And they said, that's Uriah's wife, the actual husband that is fighting your battles in the front lines. David said, go get her for me. And so Bathsheba was brought to David. And David began to commune with her, began to share with her. But David literally fell into adultery with her. After that evening, David lying with her sexually, David sent her back home. And when she went back home, a couple of weeks later, David thought everything was fine. Uh, there are no problems. The battle is going on. I'm kicking back and I'm resting and I'm vacationing. But all of a sudden he heard a knock on the door to, the, to actually to his room. And as he went to open the door, one of the soldiers came and said, David, I have, I have news for you. And he said, go ahead and speak. He said, we just got news that Bathsheba has sent to us that she's pregnant. David began to not only go into a depression. David closed the door and David began to pace back and forth through the palace Thinking how in the world am I going to get rid of this problem? According to Jewish law, when anybody would commit adultery, they were actually to be stoned to death. That was God's law. He was the king. And as David began to pace back and forth, as so many times, whatever we sin, whether it be adultery, fornication, or whether it be murder, or lying, or slander, whatever it may be. The moment we come to that place of sin, if we do not confess our sin and repent immediately, that we're really sorry for what we have done, and God will forgive us. If we don't do that, then the enemy now has an open door to come and condemn us and to deceive us. Every one of us are capable of doing that. David did it. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for even more resources to help you enjoy a personal, thriving relationship with the Lord Jesus. Later on, we'll offer you a booklet zeroing in on the eternal impact of God's unconditional love. But first, let's rejoin Roll. And David... As he began to pace back and forth, and as the enemy saw an open door, the enemy came and gave David an idea. He said, David, 
You want to cover yourself from this thing? Then I'll tell you what you do. You take and you write a letter to Joab, your commander and first cousin. And tell him to send Uriah home so that he can come home for some R&R. And then he can be with his wife. And then you're not guilty. You ever think how smart Satan is? He's sharp. He knows exactly how to cover your sin. Where nobody will find that anything. And that evening as Uriah came home, David decided to do a party for him. Uriah was with David for a long time. They were eating and drinking. And now it was getting late. And David said, you better go home because, you know, morning comes very early. And as Uriah went home, on his way home, he saw that his troops were sitting there. And they did not get to go home to their wives. So Uriah decided as a leader to sleep outside with his troops. Never went home. The next morning, David probably got up whistling and feeling good. And all of a sudden, he heard that Uriah never got home. The enemy again saw an open door and the enemy came again. And this time, the enemy began to whisper to David, David, Uriah didn't get to home, but you have a second chance. Tonight, go ahead and have another party. But this time, as you have this great party, why don't you go ahead and get him drunk? And then you can direct him home. And for sure, he'll go home, he'll lie with his wife, and then you can say, congratulations Uriah, you're going to have a baby boy. And David, you'll be free. As Uriah got drunk that night, and as he was let down, the stairway and out to the patio and out going to his house on his way home, he literally passed out and never got home. The next day when David found out that he never got home, David was really worried now. He thought, man, what am I going to do now? The enemy came in like a flood and said, David, I got a better one for you. You really want to cover your sin? He was lying He was using deceit. Now the third sin comes into his life. And the enemy came and said, Hey, why don't you write a letter to Joab, your general? And have Uriah carry that letter back to the battle and do this. Say, Dear Joab, I want you to take Uriah and I want you to put him in the front lines. And when he's in the front lines, I want you to withdraw. And I want you to have him killed in the battle. Then your problem will be all over. Then you can take Uriah's wife. And she can become your wife literally. And nobody will know that she was pregnant before marriage. David thought, wow. That's it. That's the key. So David wrote the letter. He called for Uriah. Uriah got the letter sealed by the king. And Uriah didn't know that he was carrying his own death warrant. When he got to the battlefield, Joab, David's cousin, came up to him and said, What do you have for me? He said, I have a letter from David to you. So Joab separated himself, opened the seal, opened the letter, and he began to read. Take Uriah and put him in the hottest of the battle. Withdraw yourself and then have him killed. Now David 
has consented and has committed murder. Not only adultery now, but murder now. He's getting deeper and deeper and deeper into a mess. Joab wrote back a letter and said, Mission accomplished, sir. David began to rejoice. He called for Bathsheba, brought her into the palace. They got married and she became his wife. And then she, for the next nine months, was pregnant. Everything seemed to be okay. Nobody knew anything. David thought, hey, I got away with my sin. Nine months later, when the baby was just about to be born, she went into labor, the baby came forth, and the baby became very ill. And David was called to pray and to fast for the child, but God decided that the child should die. The baby died. David still, up to this point in time, does not confess his sin to God. When God saw the heart of David, God decided to send the prophet Nathan to him. When Nathan came to David, he asked for permission to speak. And David said, go ahead and speak. What do you need, Nathan? He said, I want to tell you about a situation. He says, there was a rich man and there was a poor man. And the rich man had a lot of money and had a lot of hue lambs. But he had a barbecue and he had a big old party. But he did not want to kill any one of his lambs. But his neighbor was a poor neighbor. He only had one hue lamb. And he loved him. And this rich man decided to go next door. And by force, take his little hue lamb and kill it and barbecue it and eat it. He said, what would you do to such a man, David? And the king became furiously angered. And he said, that man deserves to die. Nathan said, you are that man. You are the one that did this. You took Uriah's wife. You committed adultery with her. And you killed her husband. Wow. Now David... The Bible says what? That when David was called on the carpet, immediately conviction came to his heart. And he said, I have greatly sinned against God. And he confessed his sin and repented of his sin. And then the Bible says that David's heart is after God's own heart. God forgave David. But David had to reap the consequences to his sin through his whole family. Listen to what David wrote in Psalm 51. I'm reading from the NIV so I can make it a little bit clearer for you. Listen to what he says. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Notice this is now the confession of a broken man. A man that realizes that he could not hide his sin, but that God was able to blot out his sin if he would have come at the first and asked for forgiveness. God would have helped him. But he took so long to come. Verse 2. Wash away my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Notice that. 
Sometimes it seems that our sin never goes away. Especially when you don't confess and you repent. It seems that that sin is constantly, presently before your mind. It always is coming up. Always resurrecting. And then he said against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. God, you saw what I did and yet I was blind. I thought I hid it from you. I thought you couldn't see it. God sees everything we do. Everything we say. God sees it. Verse 5. Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Notice that. Surely you desire truth in the inward parts. And you teach me wisdom in the innermost place. Cleanse me with hyssop. And I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that have been crushed rejoice. Notice the whole time that he was living a life of sin. There was no joy. And he felt like his bones had been broken. He felt inwardly sick. Emotionally. Physically. Sin will do that to you. Sin will make you feel like you have broken bones. You feel totally condemned. You feel like your body aches and aches and aches and aches until you come to the place where you confess it. And you realize that you have sinned against God. Some of you this morning have come and there are things in your life that are constantly haunting you completely. Things you've done in secret. That not even your wife or your husband may know. Or not even your parents may know what you've done. And some of you probably are feeling like, well, can God really forgive me? Yes, He can. Yes, He can. This is why it's so important. Because God says that if you not only repent, but if you immediately confess your sin to Him, He will forgive you. In 1 John 1, 9, he says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. And listen, and to continually cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How does He do that? By His precious blood. Over and over and over, He will forgive you. Not that we take advantage of the grace of God, but whenever we sin, God's blood is there to atone for our sin when we sin against God. But you have to be the one to come to Christ. There might be some here that have never come to Christ. Hey, God can forgive you too this morning. But for those of you that are believers, which a sermon is to you this morning and to me, is that we need to take an examination in our minds and in our hearts and ask God, God, where have I missed the mark? That the sin so easily beset at me and is constantly haunting me. Lord, I pray this morning for you to take it away and make me at right with you, God. That's what God desires. If you've been feeling crushed under the weight of guilt as King David was, we hope today's message has lifted your heart with assurances that the Lord's love is greater than your sin. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
To review today's lesson, call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. When you get in touch with us, ask for Rawls' teaching titled, God's Divine Forgiveness. To further strengthen your faith in the goodness of God's heart, we'd like to tell you about an inspiring resource from Rawl titled, Understanding God's Compassion. This four-chapter booklet will point you to key scripture passages that outline the divine blessings of forgiveness, salvation, healing, and provision. Don't wait to order this encouraging resource. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to purchase Rawls' book titled, Understanding God's Compassion. We'll send your copy for a gift of just $5 plus shipping and handling. That number again is 800-634-9165. If you'd like to order by sending a check, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We'd also love to tell you how you can connect with Somebody Loves You Radio for free resources. Download our free app to gain instant access to a variety of study tools and a link to our online store. For more Bible-based teaching from Roll, you can download any of these programs as podcasts using Spotify or iTunes. And don't forget to join Roll on his YouTube channel for Straight Talk every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time. This Q&A program will help guide you in a God-honoring life. And of course, you can also visit us anytime on Facebook and Instagram. This is a listener-supported ministry. We bring God's truth to you every day because of generous partners like you. Thank you so much for your tax-deductible donations. Well, studying the Bible is always a privilege, and we invite you to join us next time for more insight into God's astounding mercy. You'll find further reassurance that when you genuinely repent, the Lord will always forgive and forget your sin. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.